Hey, hey friends. friends, it's Davion. It's Bruce. And, and this, this is Oh, That's, that's My Gay, gay friend. friend. Episode number 48. Boop, boop, boop. Hey, husband, how are you today? I am great, husband. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. Amen and amen. Look at us, 48. Who would have thought? We are getting there. We are getting there. Welcome, friends, to another wonderful episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend, brought to you by Casadores. When you want to tequila it up for that special spark. We should get paid for fucking sponsorship. Like, I'm so here for it. We are getting paid for some sponsorship, just not for that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. So, yes. All right. So, let's get this thing rolling because we have a lot to discuss and dis- disseminate tonight, right? Yes. There's a lot on the docket. Yes. So, friends, you guys know what time it is. Go ahead and get your cock. Tell ready, and while you are gathering your libation, we will tell you our libation selection for today, and also give you a roundabout of how our week has been going. So, husband, what is our libation selection for tonight? So tonight we are drinking a margarita that you made, Cadillac baby. We got to keep you know single Meyer going with the festivities and all, right? Yes, Olay. Yes, it's very pretty. It is, it is a beautiful it is a beautiful pour. It's a beautiful situation, right? So yeah, so we will not have our thirst not be quenched today. I know last time we almost got into the shit. So let's go ahead, friends. Hopefully you have got your libation together. We're gonna go ahead and raise these glasses for a toast of a wonderful great show. Cheers. And sip. That's that's tasty. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Look at God and His creations. It's it's good because it's refreshing. Like when I have margaritas out, for whatever reason, they always taste so damn salty. Even when I don't get salt on the rim, yeah. there's still like a savory aftertaste to it, and I always just like want water afterwards. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's very true. I think, and also, it could be because it's already pre-made. Yeah. And so, it's there, and they may be, you know, whatever other things they may put inside of it. Yes, I say that to say this is tasty. Great job. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. So, how was your week? So, my week was great. Um, you know, work is working. Gym was gymming. I actually did really good in the gym this week i've been logging my days on the calendar and using a special color code which is yellow to kind of highlight so yellow pops at you right so when you see it you're like okay so out of the well will be 12 days when we get this airs um i've worked out for eight there you go so only missed four days so i'm I'm here for that so thus far in this month and Mm. everything so my week has been going good how what say you same. My week is good. Um, yeah, Jim, gymming it up, been gymming it a lot. I am getting frustrated because I'm seeing absolutely no results. But I've been going what twelve days that I've been going like the eleven or ten. Yeah. Um, and even before that, I've been going pretty consistently. I feel a difference. I just absolutely see no difference. There's a difference. But I, they say consistency. And we've been at this for a while. And so, friends out there, you know, we have, we've been skinny together. And we have lived through pandemic and grief and loss and all type of things. And we've gained weight together. So, right now, we're in the transformation stage of our 
individual and personal relationships. And, you know, we're, we got trips coming up, okay? We got fucking Italy, San Francisco, what else we got? Atlanta. Atlanta. Like, we have shit going on. So, yes, we're superficial at one point, but also just to be healthy and also just. Uh, yeah, I mean, get I that just... inner body who you, at least for me, who I know, the, the guy inside of me. He ready to come the fuck out. They're still on these motherfucking bitches. Well, I'm just ready to wear whole clothes, like short shorts. I like want to eventually get into a crop top. Like I just want to show some skin, um, and that's that. <laughs> that's that on that, right? That's that on that. Uh, but yeah, the week was great. Yeah, and Friday we Cinco de Mayo at the house. L, not saying L, uh, <laughs> Berendo Estates. Um, now. We know that Cinco de Mayo isn't a real holiday. I think it's it's probably primarily a California holiday. Do they? I think they celebrate it everywhere else. I think it's, people, I think it's predominantly a California holiday. <laughs> really, I think it's more of an LA thing. Like Cinco de Mayo, motherfuckers out. Just let's just drink tequila. Yeah, uh, culturally appropriating and being insensitive. Yeah, but we use it as an excuse just to eat Mexican food because we love it so much. Right. Um, and that's ex- and that's exactly what we did on Friday. <laughs> Made some burritos, drunk some margaritas. And there you go. It Olay. Good. It was it was amazing actually. <laughs> some good shit. And, and then we stayed up to watch the coronation of we have a new king or they have a new king yeah, rather okay. over the pond. Um, king Charles. We stayed up to watch the proceedings and then they watched us um but we haven't recorded and we haven't gone back to watch it yet and we probably never will i want to i it was history I, i'm a history buff i love di- different things are going to happen um especially when it happens present day things that will be in the history books from years on to see so i'm ex- i was excited about the royal situation because i was about to say camilla but that's yeah her, camilla she is the side bitch she is at the height peak of side bitch station. Like she is their god. Oh no, yeah, be she's... a side with a side bitch to she's now queen of fucking England. Oh no, when hoes poke holes in basketball players' condoms, they pray to her at night to make sure <laughs> that you know it takes the next morning. Yes, like Camilla is there, like she's their yeah, god. their Madonna. Like yes. they pray to her. Yes, because she she did that. She she was like, I played the long game. She's like I was playing chess. Oh yeah, the very the very long game. So yeah, she is now Queen Camilla. Yes, um, and you know you may hate on it if you want to, but you can't take her title from her. I know she's got it. Going, <laughs> she is there. So yeah, so that was fun. Um, and then Saturday we hung out with our besties, had some good family time, good so, some great family time in a not so great area. Now. <laughs> As a gay man to another gay man, how do you feel about the nightlife, specifically weekend nightlife in Hollywood, Hollywood proper? So, I'm a partier, so for me, Hollywood just gives what it's going to give. And yes, it can be disgusting at times, the riffraff that's there. But it's also it reminds me of the fun, jovial times of my youth. So I can I can deal with Hollywood. It's the politics of going out certain places. Like I don't want to stand. I do not want to stand in the in the line. I'm past that. I, I I'm VIP shit. I don't need to be in the line. I'll pay someone to cut some shit. But 
But that's just that's it for me. How much? What say you? How do you feel? About I think it? it's fucking gross. Um, I just don't like it. I didn't like it when I was younger. I just and, and it's astonishing because I mean, predominantly we, you know, when we go out, it is either West Hollywood. Very rarely, it may be a downtown or you know the West Side where there is a melting pots of ages and races and things of that nature and it's like in hollywood i notice everyone's just young everyone is just like 22 and everybody looks almost alike the girls are wearing like short hoochie dresses with heels they can't walk in all the guys are wearing like bedazzled belt buckles and two small shirts. Nothing's changed. It, <laughs> like Twenty years ago, that was the no, same but, thing happening. But it, it, it's like nothing. It, it it truly feels like it stood it stood still. Like the people are the same ages. Like nothing has kind of evolved. And I, it's so many people, and it's dirty. And I was, <laughs> we were walking around from like one spot to another, and I was like, well, "Why am I here?" I was like, "This is this place is for me." I'm not one of them. If I had a purse, I'd clutch it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you felt that, that unsafe. Um, I do think it's pomp and circumstance in certain situations. You know, we went to a restaurant that gives a Tulum vibe. Alleged, allegedly, I've, we've never been to Tulum per se, so we don't know. But that's what it gives off, and it was okay. Um, the vibe was cute, but you know, um, other than that, it was like, all right, you know, I, 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 I'm here. I'm, I'm doing it. You know, it's one of those things. Sometimes in Hollywood, you, you go to these places and they are theme based, and uh -huh. then it's like, okay, I got it. Do I need to come back now? Mm -hmm. You know, but I think that's the general. I think that's just like the general feel of Hollywood. That's why. There's so many places that come and go. You know, there's like a revolving door of restaurants, clubs, lounges there. Yeah. It's very rare you can go to a place that's been there for like, you know, 10 or 20 years. Yeah, and they have some. But then you also, you have people who want to be seen and just want to say, I've been to this plot spot. So I get it. Then we went to Mama's Shelter next door. And that was, I was there for the vibe. It was a cute vibe. It was very young, but it was a rooftop situation. I think, actually, I know. We're in spring now, but when the, the sun is start to sun in more frequently and not, you know, gray May or May gray, I'm going to be on the rooftop all the fucking time. Anytime we go out somewhere, especially summertime, I just love a good rooftop, a vibe, music, and scenery, and people. I like the people watch. So, it was fun for me, but mm -hmm. also I knew it was giving, it was giving, I was born in 2000 and 2001. Uh, <laughs> so aggressively, <laughs> aggressively. So yeah, so it was like, okay, this this ain't the scene for us. So we ended up just going to beauty, beauty in essence, and having cocktails and having grand, great grown conversation. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. We had a good time. Good time at by all. So um, yeah, that was the weekend. Yeah, Sunday I worked and you just we chilled out. Yeah, chilled out. And so it goes by quick, people. You want to slide into these hot topics, <sighs> baby. Yeah, get the um, listen. Get ready. The first topic. I am gagging. I was so gagged. I, I did. I call you. I texted you. I sent you, you a link. All of the above. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I was so gagged. It's gag worthy. This story we're about to report, and I just can't believe it happened. And then the fact that you, I guess, had sat on it for a whole twenty four hours and it even let me know. I was like, well, shit. Well, shit. Mm -hmm. So, 
RuPaul's Drag Race, Shangela, is alleged to have, she's accused of rape in a new lawsuit. That's mm. right. Shangela DJ Pierce. So, Darius Jeremy DJ Pierce, goes otherwise known as Shangela from RuPaul's Drag Race, is filed in the lawsuit at Los Angeles Superior Court, alleges that while filming the first season of his hit HBO show, We're Here, in 2020, Pierce raped one of the show's former production assistants, Daniel McGargle. McGargle, 39, is seeking unspecified damages from Pierce, 42, and the show production company, Buckingham Television. Now, there's a lot of information that is in this report from NBC News, Out News. I'm going to read just briefly go over the main points of this situation. So one thing says at the hotel room, the suite, the suit says McGargo immediately. Oh, let me go back. Sorry. McGargo alleges that an encounter occurred in Monroe, Louisiana hotel following an after work party in February, 2020. The lawsuit states that Pierce purchased and handed McGargo five shots of alcohol and two mixed drinks at the party and asked McGargle to come back to Pierce's hotel to help him pack for an early flight the next day. At the hotel room, the suit states, McGargle immediately threw up in the toilet. Pierce then alleged, suggested McGargle spend the night with him in his room, saying, if you want to lay down in the bed until you feel better, you can do that. McGargle agreed, according to the lawsuit, and passed out in Pierce's bed fully clothed. At some point throughout the evening, McGargo alleges he woke up with his pants down and poppers, a liquid commonly used by gay men during anal sex, being poured on the side of his face. McGargo then felt pierced on the lower half of his body, rubbing his penis against his buttocks, attempting to insert himself into his anus, the lawsuit says. In response, McGargo claims he screamed, No! And tried to fight Pierce off, but felt extremely weak. Throughout the alleged assault, the lawsuit states, Pierce told McGargle, I know you want it. You're going to take it. Baby! What the entire fuck? What the entire fuckery? What has happened? So what about this has you so am? Shangela and rape like oh my god like you know what I'm saying the yeah. fact of hearing this so tell me your thoughts on everything that has transpired or read and you also have done the research on so what are you thinking oh I didn't do research <laughs> I, that I didn't too. do um, uh, this is unfortunate all the way around I am shocked um, because you know, not necessarily saying someone's personality would, you know, omit them from something of this nature. But Shangela just seems like a happy-go-lucky, positive person that wouldn't rape someone just from seeing, you know, him on Drag Race and Dancing with the Stars. Not necessarily saying, you know, that you have to be a certain type of character display certain type of characteristics to be a rapist right. We're absolutely not saying that um but yeah this is very serious this is a very serious allegation it is and i, and I want to preference 
our commentary for our friends out there because we know that some pe- people may have experienced certain things in their life, maybe um, extension of their family or friends or to themselves or what have you, with this subject matter. So we don't want to talk about this subject matter lightly, right? And I know people say, you know, believe the victims when they say they've been victimized and, and everything. And so I want to take all that into account. And I'm not going to say but. However, there's two sides to a story, right? And I don't know Shangela DJ personally, by no means. Just know the personality, like you said, from the show. And I looked up the Daniel guy to see, and he's a twink also. He's a so twink means he's a, he's a small frame type of gentleman. Um, maybe no taller than, I'll say 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and we know Shangela's a good 5'6", 7 on the, on the strong day. Okay. Many nothing, many nothing. I'm just saying. I'm just giving optics to it. And Chandler would, I guess, be considered a shrink, uh, a twink as well. He's a small frame type of gentleman. It's just, I'm just gad from it. Again, people can do horrible things, right? Um, and be, and I don't want to say be good people, but present a certain type of way. I guess I'm taken back because, again, personality that we've seen and grown to love and know. Don't know personally, but just going to know through, through television yeah, work and work. And so to have someone allege and say that this person has done these things to them and then also knowing that Shangela has spoken out against a lot of different things. So it's just kind of like your brain. Again, I, I, I'm not doubting Daniel's truth. If that's the truth, he's saying if he if he recounts what had occurred, but also DJ is. Shangela is saying that this, these counts are mer- uh, meritless and someone he's trying to, quote, shake him down in the produ- a good production company, right? So we don't know what the truth really is. There's two sides in the truth. And, and between there, I do know we, I did look at Daniel's IG page. It's still up. It's very public. And he still has pictures of Shangela on his page. So... It seems like it's a, and it seems his personal page, and also he he does promotion and and television. Not saying that says anything. I'm just saying that you know, it's just there, you know. Um, do with that what you will with that information. But I'm just really glad because of the trajectory where Shangela's career is going. She's the first drag queen to be on Dancing with the Stars. She is one of the most successful drag queens that come off of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, and her wanting to be in this business and hearing her story so much, again, not being called up wrapped up in who she is, but it's just like, you will fuck up your life over, over some ass. But then they talk about poppers. Let's talk about poppers. Cause you know, I love a good popper. The poppers before. Yeah. You can't inhale poppers cause it's, it's it could be fatal and you don't pour it on someone's face. So it's like. You, you sniff poppers for a head rush. Um, yes, you can use it if you're trying to, if you are at the bottom or the top. Um, it does relax your muscles, any orifice, so your throat, your ass. It does allow for bigger objects to come in. Penetration. Penetration. <laughs> or, again, if you're sucking dick, you, if, you want, if it's a big fucking dick, you sniff poppers, you can take a big dick in your mouth. But That, too, is penetration. Right, I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> Saying in the offices, so yeah. Um, but for 
So I'm like, so what? Like, why was it mentioned that was proper support inside of his face? Like, that was just like, why do we need that detail? Like, what is that supposed to mean? I mean, it it to him, it just is a recollection of what happened, and you know, I I would seriously question why would he lie out of the blue. Um, I I I truly feel where there is smoke, there is some type of fire. I don't feel like an allegation like this would just be pulled out of a hat because this happened not on the set but while like you said while they were filming the tv show we're here and on that show there's two other drag queens very popular drag queens bob the drag queen and eureka both from rupaul's drag race bob actually won season nine i believe of the of the show so it just leads me to wonder why specifically Shangela, like why specifically that one queen over the other two? So it also prompted me to question, okay, is Shangela specifically conducting himself in a way that does that would lean itself to be unprofessional or, you know, a bit seedy or, you know, unsavory in comparison to the other two drag queens that haven't had any allegations come out about them with any uh, anyone else. Um, so, yeah, I, I just something I guess we got to continue to watch and look out for. But it is definitely an unfortunate situation. Yeah, and just to also further to your point to talk about, um, you mentioned two other drag queens. And Buckingham Television and also HBO did do an investigation. Girl. Looked into the allegations and they found it was insignificant evidence to support the alleged claim from McGurgle. So... There was already one investigation that was done and it was inconclusive because there wasn't enough evidence. So we just have to, again, let the court play out to see what truly happened. You know, I hope for Shangela's sake and career and everything that this is it's, it's not true. I, you know, again, sometimes and people can, again, people could claim anything and and not taken away from the victim, but people. There's some. Uh, there's also some people in this world who do lie and look for the uh, come up on certain things. And then there are also people who do some horrible things, and they do what was alleged happened. They do what was alleged that they are. Someone's claiming that they did. So, on both sides, it can have. So both sides, it can be good people. Both sides, it can be bad people. Not to sound like some forty-five, but um. That's just what it is. So, yeah. you know, prayers to Shangela, prayers to all parties involved. Hopefully there's a resolve from this and either someone is exonerated or someone is found guilty. We just, we'll have to wait and see. So stay tuned. Cause I have a feeling you'll keep us updated. Baby, let me tell you okay? on this particular, <laughs> like, listen, I am here front row for this. Um, again, not taking anything. This is a serious subject matter, but Again, we talk truth here. I don't mince my words. I'm not apologetic for anything I fucking say from my mouth. But just know that's just what it is. But we know this is a sensitive topic for some people. So we don't want to offend anyone. But at the same time, we are going to kiki and carry as we do. So to lighten up the mood, 
So to lighten the mood all the way up, because <laughs> you have a quick question that was on the Twitterverse. That's yes, because lately we've been talking about rape, death, and stuff. So I just want to, <laughs> I just want to get stupid and light real quick. Right. Um, I saw something on the internets of the interwebs, and it was a very funny question that I would love to pose with you and answer myself. So, who do you think has the best cooking out of the following? The best cooking? Cooking. Okay. In the kitchen, who do you think can throw down the best? Down. All right, let's out go. Out of Monica, R&B singer, Monica. Okay. Uh, Mary J. Blige, R&B legend. Faith Evans. And Fantasia. Out of those four women, who do you think? Who else I'm going to for a play? Who house who you else going to? Play yes. Who house you going to with Tupperware? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you who else I'm not going to. Well, I'll go for Tupperware, but she hasn't cooked. It was a caterer. That's Mary. Sorry. Mary don't cook shit. Mary unless like she could burn boil water. Like she could she like she could burn water. So I don't get no type of cooking skill from Mary whatsoever. Faith, mm, no. That just doesn't seem her wheelhouse. Okay. Because and I looked at the way her bedroom was kept with Stevie J, and they just look horrible. So she don't look you like she's. You don't, I don't you trust, trust the yeah. kitchen. Looking at the bedroom, mm-mm, I don't. So it's between Monica and Fantasia. <sighs> mm. So I feel like Monica would give me a good hearty meal, but it would be healthy. She's a little health so? conscious. She's a little health conscious about certain things. I feel like it was like she's from the South. She's from Decatur. She's from or Augusta, one of the two. So I feel like her mac and cheese will will have that mac and cheese shit, but she may use like two percent cheese or some shit. You know what I'm saying? She'll cut back. Reduce yeah. fat butter. Well, she may kick some greens, but it may not be no uh, ham pot. It's gonna be you know maybe some. Uh, Sage and 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 peppers and things like like vegetable broth. Situation. Maybe kale. You know what I mean? Where Tasia, Fanny Tasia gonna give me a ham hock. She got some butter beans. Like Tasia gonna throw down. Listen, the girl. Oh, are we talking or we're not gonna talk? The girl had food stamps. The girl know how she knows how to make do with what it was at one point in life. <laughs> you see that ass like that? That ass is cornbread fed. That ass says. I know what to do with potatoes and sausages. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And gravy. Biscuits and gravy. So, I'm taking a play home from Tasia. But, Monica, I'm a robot. You, girl, you got the good desserts. What about, what say you? You know what? I honestly, I would say Monica over everyone. She just feels, because let's be honest, Monica is the most ghetto out of all of them. So I just the feel lies you tell. No, Monica's hood. Mary J. The Monica is hood. Monica no, is hood. You are not. We're not going. Mary J. Blige is illiterate. Mary, no, not no, no. hood. Mary J. Blige is illiterate. No, 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 no. Mary's hood is fuck. I would say Yonkers, Monica. Mary is hood. You, you've given your opinion. Go ahead. Now it is time for me to give mine. I would say Monica because she is. She is hood. At, she's she. Her nickname is Gunica. She, her baby daddies have been killed, have killed some people. She's got tattoos, like, yeah, and plus she's reformed because she got Jesus in her life now. So those are the <laughs> best cooks because, you know, she's made some uh, meals for prayer circles and church events before. <laughs> Please. She's made a potato salad. Every, 
Monica just looks like she can throw down. Yes, she does. Uh, she just has that look. And she's got kids. So, you know, she's feeding them. And she's got growing boys. Yeah, I would go with Monica in a heartbeat. You think Monica over Fantasia? Over Fantasia would, would well, go? yes. Fantasia can't read. So, I can't no. trust that she can, you yeah. know, go buy an ingredient book. <laughs> That's the best book. thing. Listen, she... I, okay. This is the test. Friends out there, you're listening. This is the test. Whoever has Domino sugar in their fucking cabinet is the best fucking it's cook. Stupid. I feel like all <laughs> I feel like all four of these ladies have that. But Fantasia looks like she can eat more so than she can cook. I think that that's taste. That's a tasting booty. That's you cook and you taste at the same time. That's a tasting booty. No, yeah, I would go with. I would definitely go with um, Monica out of those four. Uh, but speaking of one of these ladies, I. Uh, uh, Earlier this week or last week, Jennifer Hudson uh, was on her show because, you know, she has one for some reason. I ain't mad at her for that. Uh, Swiss Beats was on her show and she was conducting uh, what some would consider an interview. And she mentioned to him that she wanted to do a versus with Fantasia. Now, I'm not sure if she just plans on playing Spotlight 20 times in a row. Um, yeah, I don't know if she plans on doing that 20 times in a row while Fantasia plays actual 20 hits. I just wanted to know if you would be curious to see this versus go down, and who would you pick? Ooh, cool. I think this would be a celebration of music. I'm going to give her a versus because J-Hub, you are my girl. I love you down. Boots, mama, you can sing the house down. But as an album, I think you only maybe have one. And, and again, Spotlight. And she has some other songs that were cute and I liked. But she's primarily known for, you know, um, covering the greats, uh, re-singing them. And, again, which I don't know why she doesn't have a gospel album or another. Or found a producer that just knows how to work with her fucking voice or the writers. Because her voice is amazing and should be fucking heard everywhere, in my personal opinion. But, to go back to the verses... I think it'll be a it, it um it should just be a kiki of them just hanging out. Yeah. Girl, what's going on? And maybe maybe Jennifer interview Fantasia on her show, and then they play music. Like I, this is where I was. And I wrote this song. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With my brother, uh, what's that brother? Fantasia's name, brother Stony. Stony. Uh, hell, if I know Stoney. brother's you name. You don't watch the show. You don't watch Fantasia <laughs> show. No. Oh, that shit was hood as fuck. That's how I know Tasia can cook her ass off. Because if you don't watch that show with Fantasia on VH1 with her family no. and all the drama, all the shenanigans that we know on, I don't need to see baby. Your that speech. shit ensued, baby. It was caring. They cared in that show. Yeah, no, I passed. Yes. So, I would say that. Yeah, it would just be bring Fantasia on Jennifer Hudson show. They both were, you know, season four, American Idol three, four, and three, and you know, they they're homegirls. It's it's all love between them, and just let Fantasia play her albums, <laughs> her hits, yeah, and then Jay Luck, Jay Hook can sing along with them, and then put her shit in in between, and there you go. Um, but the verses, no, there's not. Jennifer doesn't have enough catalog to do a versus i think she probably was just excited to say hey i want to hang out with my girl fantasia hey, I'm that, still- was a, that was that was a whistleblow to fantasia like girl call me i ain't seen you in a long time You're stupid but honestly and that makes way more sense than jennifer actually thinking that she can stand <laughs> the, the test of 
actually putting on a versus because she does have three full length albums. Jennifer has three albums. Jennifer Hudson has three Shut albums. The fuck up. I actually, said one. four? No, she has three. Uh, she has three full length albums. Uh, America only knows about one. You're checking right now to double. Well, no, check, no. I would say Fantasia has three. No, four. Fantasia has like five. Fantasia has five albums. First, the first, the first. Well, okay, you can look. She it has up. two good albums. That's the first two. Yeah, if you don't know no, about no, them, no, doesn't no, mean no, they don't no, exist. No, no, I'm not saying that. No, no. <laughs> I thought no, just off the top of my head, I was thinking that I was. I know at least four albums. Off the top of my head, yeah, okay. I just know at least four. So if it is five, it's like okay, where did the fifth one come from? But yeah, <laughs> let's just check these facts and see because you know. Like um. Yeah. While thing. you while you do that, um. But Fantasia, she literally can her just her first album alone have you know enough songs that everyone knows to uh, actually do a versus. Jennifer does not unless she just plays the fucking Dream Girl soundtrack over and over again. So I just found that interesting um, that she would even put herself in the the wheelhouse of, of verses knowing that typically you have to have like 18 to 20 songs <laughs> to even like qualify for it but you know so Tasia has actually five out well sec- technically six so five regular albums and one Christmas album yeah her first album was in 2006 then 2000 no I'm sorry 2004 2010 2016 Christmas 2017 and then 2019 was Sketchbook, which was a horrible album, in my opinion. But yeah, there. So, okay. That's the number. And Jennifer has four. Three. 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 Okay. Jennifer has three, which is still not enough considering we only know of one song. We only know one song Think of like one a album. Man. You gotta act like. Oh, Ooh, another song. Okay. All you need to do is bring yeah. 17 more and she can qualify for this versus. But that was um, something that I, I saw and wanted to talk about briefly along with this last topic really, really fast because it just it's hot off the press and it is fresh from the Chitlin circuit. So I, I wanted just to... With, with the Red Rooster? With the Red Rooster. I wanted to... I wanted us to touch on it um, because this is for the old heads that may listen. Um, you know, oldie but goodies. We don't shame. We don't age. There's no age shaming here. We love all, all our friends. We love all of our friends, um, including those who have, were around when these the artists 1900s. were new. Um, 1900s, yes. Babyface and Anita Baker have beef going on, allegedly. So, Babyface is on tour opening for Anita Baker, Anita the Baker, and he posted something on his Instagram the other night that said, I am truly sorry to my fans who have been waiting for us to hit the stage this evening at the Prudential Center. I was asked not to perform in order to give Miss Baker her space and time to perform her show in its entirety. My band and I are extremely saddened we didn't get to perform for y'all tonight. Heart emoji. So with that, a lot of celebrities gave him some love, including Deborah Cox, who responded, wow. Jackie Harry said, you deserve better, baby. Ooh, Mary. Mary. Uh, Tony Braxton posted an orange heart. Tamar Braxton posted the flat smile emoji. 
But a Miss Stephanie Mills is the one that spoke her mind and said her piece. She better leave Detroit alone. She said, I hate when this happens amongst our people. We should be thankful that people are still paying money to come see our shows. We're not kids anymore. This makes me really sad to see and read this. Miss Mills went on to say in a separate post, we have got to be better than this. I am saddened by the fact that you have to make this statement. One would think as an older artist who are considered iconic, iconic is in quotes, or iconic is in parentheses, and are, and or legendary. Oh, not, not coming from her status. <laughs> okay. Legendary is also in quotes. We would treat each other with respect and dignity. Babyface, we can tour together. So, shots fired. <laughs> I mean, but were they though? I mean, from a toy gun, I mean. So, you would um, have Anita in a. So, I'll say this to you. Stephanie Mills versus. Hey, babe, there is an Anita Baker concert or a Stephanie Mills concert. Which one do you want to go to? Oh my gosh, we're going to see the songstress, Miss Anita Baker. Okay, that's why I said shots fired from a toy gun. Like, although out. I am a very big <laughs> Stephanie Mills fan as well, but um, yeah, this is this is unfortunate. Well, the hit dog will holler, baby. I'm just saying, you know, jealous much. I don't know. I it is unfortunate that Babyface was, you know. Pushback, but he should be headlining his own shit. He has enough hits. He has a lot. He can do a baby face, baby face and friends situation. Like, oh yeah, he absolutely can. So I, I don't think he needs to open for anyone. And not there's no shot to him. Well, I mean, tell but, his manager, <laughs> tell his representation, because that's what know. the niggas doing now. Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, my name is Bruce, and I think that <laughs> baby face needs friends. Friends. Oh, oh, Yes, yeah. he can bring all, all the people. The people will show up to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? Would so, you? I would. I would because you know he's gonna have um that fucker, David Foster, come out. He's gonna have all the legends come out. Like Stevie's gonna show up, like it will be a babyface and friends for one night only. That listen, people. PAs out there, like take note of this. That should be a that's a good idea for a concert though. A well, summertime concert. I'm sure someone in his camp has proposed that to him before just saying that overhead is overheading and he said let's be he said let's open uh instead <laughs> let's be this it's opening act instead open, right. uh but yeah that is just something that i saw the other day well, and i, I mean, thought it was it, it, spicy you know, to talk about listen she she pulled rank it's unfortunate i wonder where her total showtime is because if you haven't got it i mean we've seen anita twice so i've seen her twice before and her show was a good set. So it's like, it's a strong 75 minute, maybe even more. But I'm surprised she couldn't condense that down so at least you have an opening. Because let's, again, black folks that age, they want to start on time. They're not going to lie to that. They're going to show up on time, dress, you know, all the cat daddies and all the hot mamas going to come on time for, the, for them. So I wonder why she can't do a tight. 60 minutes but see, the, 15. but see the thing is I think it's because she just didn't want to <laughs> I think I think that's the gotcha gotcha Anita said I do what the fuck I want um, but you invited this person on tour I love you just because um, yeah who gives a fuck <laughs> I honestly think that's the that's the energy Anita that got that Detroit came out that Detroit came <laughs> all the way out she said uh, C 
See you on the next stop, BB. <laughs> and that was that. Well, also, maybe part of this could be also because we've been to her show before, like I said. And when she sings certain songs, of course, the artists we all sing, and then she's, she allows that to happen, and then she'll say, all right, now I'm going to sing the song for y'all. So maybe if she cuts that shit out, she won't but be again, over you're, time. You're suggesting she do things she clearly does not want to. I don't think Babyface going on and doing his little set was like on her hierarchy of list of things to give a fuck about. I think that's the problem. But again, that's what happens when you have your own show yeah. and you're the main the headliner. That you're the headliner. You do what you want. Um, Babyface, get your own gig. <laughs> like... That's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you, boo. Baby face, baby face of friends, one night only. I'm telling you, with David Foster. With David Foster. Okay, there and, you go. And Diane, who's the writer? Diane. Um, Diane Warren. Yeah, her. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to Have You Ever Wondered Why? So no, you can get to. That would be a great note. Seriously, think about that for a second. They can compose and write songs like on the spot. Like I would live, I would love that. I would live for that. So are you trying to do interactive concert? Give me some man. Give me some topics. That would that. be a fucking great idea. An improv concert, basically. Yes. Okay. Think about that. And right. I, and you're you're dealing with musical legends, like not just some foo foo people. Like you know, people. Diane Warren has she got songs at her Rolodex. You know what I'm saying? Babyface and compose. David Foster, like, what's that key? Like. Just have and get Tamar or Tony just cooing on the microphone. Okay, I can see this. All right, well, get right. I'm in the wrong there. line of business. I say <laughs> you all the time. I'm in the wrong line of business sometimes. But all right, so you have a had you ever wonder why? And it's very good, and I have a good answer for it. But go ahead. Okay, so picture it. Me in the gym today. Have you ever wondered why? You're on the elliptical machine. You're on the treadmill. You're on the bike. There is an entire row of bikes, treadmills, and ellipticals to your left and to your right. I mean a good 15. And you're right in the middle. By yourself in some cases. Friends out there, have you ever wondered why a person would come up and get on the machine right next to you when there is a row? I'm talking seven, eight machines on either side of you. That are completely empty. Why does a complete stranger decides to pick the machine directly next to you? That is exactly what happened to me today on the treadmill. I'm minding my own business. I had my incline up to 10. I was feeling my pussy pumping it. I had Britney Spears on radar from the Blackout album. Good song. Great song. And this beautiful black woman. Like, thick, pretty girl comes right next to me. And I was like, well, damn, okay, let me do a breath check. Because, you know, when you're on the, when you're going hard, you're like breathing from your mouth and you're like really huffing. I was like, okay, well, my breath smell, like, because that's how close she was to me. She was directly next to me. So, I was like, you know, I wanted to be respectful. But then I started getting angry because I looked around. I was like, she don't even need to be here. <laughs> like, why is she you right here? here. And then a, a part of me thought, okay, well, like, is she going to try and talk to me or, like, be my friend or something? But I was on the treadmill for 30 minutes after she had got, like, for total, it was, like, 40 minutes. So, it was, like, 
another 30 minutes that I was on the treadmill when she was directly next to me and we she we said nothing. I had my headphones on, she had her headphones on. And I got up and I went to do weights and I saw that she was still there. And I was just thinking like, why the fuck? Why? Why? So so I was so when the first you first posed this question, I was like, someone's trying to flirt with you. And you're like, what's a woman? I'm like, what does that mean? That can still try to flirt with you. But I, what I think it is, is you, you 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 said it, and once I said you may get it, you may not get it. But you were pumping. You had Britney going. You was boom. You on 10 incline. Good ass album. You got energy going around you. You have an aura around you, energy. I think because I've, I've seen it and I've had people in the same situation. Similar, people get off, go off of energy. And sometimes when you're in the gym, you can, you want to be around folks who have good energy, who have good energy, who are working out. So that way you get motivated by what they're doing with their aura and everything like that to help you go on. So I think because you were in your element and you were, you were focused. So you were in your zone. She saw that and was like, I can feed off of that, right? Because think about it. Like, there's times where, you know, we go somewhere, whatever, and if I have energy or whatever, you, you could, the transfer of energy can happen. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So I think that's probably what, what it is because you see it sometimes in people. Like, I see people who may be doing certain things and working out, and you want to, like, okay, that's, I want to be motivated like them. You want to get that energy off of them. So I think that's probably what it was. So look at it as a compliment, not something. To say, why the fuck is this bitch next to me? But you know what I'm saying? I, but in the moment of I can understand why, again, it irritates like you have all this shit here. You come right here. But I think it was your energy you were giving off. And she probably wanted to tap into some of that for her own motivation, motivation purposes. Well, I hear what you're saying and it actually makes sense. And I receive that and understand that. To that, I say, bitch, get you some coffee. <laughs> uh, Five hour energy shot. Like I don't like honey. Girl. No, because I go muffin. to certain gyms because of the energy of the weight room. Like it's it's when you see people working out hard and they're really not just trying to be foo foo, but they're working out towards something and you see that they're really putting their all into it, you get that sense of energy and you want to be around it and you want to absorb it all for yourself and, and continue and add to it if you can. So I mm-hmm. think that's what the situation was. All right. Well, I'm still Friends, let us why. know what you think about the energy situation. Go to our IG page. Oh, that's my gay friend on IG. And let us know if you feel like it was energy she was giving off or she was trying to rub on his booty while you was pumping up. And with that being said, <laughs> we're going to take a break and come back with the reality roundup. BRB. All right, we're back with the reality roundup, and we are going to start with the season premiere of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. The bitches are back, baby. Now, I think that we can give our overall opinions and views and thoughts and hopes and dreams for this upcoming season. But first, I would love to hear uh, what you would grade this debut and then kind of go into your reasonings behind up from one to 10. What would you rank uh, this season premiere of? Atlanta? I would say that the production team and the EPs have been listening to all of social media when Atlanta's past season happened. 
and they were like, we got to come out the gate swinging and we need to hit a home run with this first episode. And so for the girls, I will give it a solid 7.5 for this first episode. What say you? I would give it a five. Okay. And so my reason for the 7.5 is they they came with it. If they would have played the ending part of the episode, the friends, if you have watched it, where Kenya was confronting Sheree's new man, Martel, if they would have actually played that whole clip and not have it as a cliffhanger, I would have gave it a solid eight. But I feel like they were, they were, they put the seeds out there and they were like, we need to grow this shit now. Like, side the grass, we got to get the story out there. Basically, we first see Martel, he is a thirst trap, he's a snack. Um, he's an attractive black man. He's bald-headed. He has a nice body. Probably got toxic dick, apparently, from whatever show he was prior on. And you can get caught up in the bald-headedness of the muscles. But he also gives me DL nigga vibe. So that's, who doesn't? Honestly. There's a lot of people who don't, but he just does somewhat. So why would you give it a five? I give it a five because I don't care about Martel. I've never seen the show and never will watch the show that he's on on a completely different network. So to devote an entire... Because essentially this is the main storyline of this episode. Yes. Sheree and Martel. And everyone else just kind of are the subplots. Um, so to devote so much time to someone I don't even know. Yes, he's attractive. But okay, past that, there's not, not much I care about about him. So to like base an entire season premiere around him it was just like okay i get it what else so i think they were banking on we heard about martel in the reunion of last year then the blogs candy candy's different uh shows and 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 parodies of sheree and i think they were making people are going to google who he is and maybe watch the other shows to see the fuck shit he's done. So I think that's why they were like, let's kind of keep this. Let's let have them carry this first episode. But did you do any of that? I mean, I knew some of the information. Um, I, I think he. No, I mean, did you watch the show? Did you? No, I didn't watch it, but I did. I did check the blogs about some of this shit. I did read some posts from his prior antics that he's done. Like, I think he's a womanizer. He also, I believe, um, had a broad pregnant when he was married to some shit or something like that. Like he's a he's an ultimate fuck nigga. Okay, but still, even all even with all that information, I'm still I'm not interested. Uh, and and then on top of that, you know, it's the candy and the tie and the ambition of it all. We've seen this. This has been Candy's storyline for the past five years. We fucking get it. Like I just I like I I. I can't. You can't care for it. I can't. I literally, I I physically can't. Um, What I would have preferred, honestly, is if they just dedicated this episode to catching up with the women. Okay. Like, what have they been doing? What are they doing now? Like, to be, you may judge me, but honestly, one of the scenes that I liked the most was Marlo being at home with the boys and... Like catching up, like what you've been doing, That's what's cute. going on. Yeah, like was... I feel like the first episode should just be 
a recap unless there is actual real pertinent drama that have that has transpired over the break like if over the break somebody got like if candy got divorced then we focus it on that like whatever has happened over the break i feel needs to be led into the first episode i just felt like this this season premiere was so heavy-handed on drama that no one really cares about so you would prefer Drew's situation to be addressed first. Well, I I don't think that it that would have been that would have been a possibility because it happened so late in the recording of the season. Like um, okay. it it literally just happened like not too long ago. So I feel like it probably won't hit us until later in the season. Like yeah, they may hint towards it, but it probably won't be. Oh, I you know we filed divorce, we filed for divorce yesterday. We probably won't get that until like episode eleven or twelve because it happened so late in the recording process. So then maybe you possibly would have felt better if we kind of focus on Don Juan being straight, or I don't not focusing on any of <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm not I'm, focusing I'm, I'm being like I well yeah, but I like I watched the Housewives for the Housewives not. For their dudes, their side pieces, random niggas from other shows. I just, I would have loved to just catch up with all of the ladies, or I at least that. the I ladies that, that I care about. Again, it's always going to be this set of women now. It's always going to be hard for me to give them high scores because I just don't care for this unit. Because you see so much and it's just there's nothing that's moving along. There's nothing that's moving along and I just really could care less about Sonya. I think she is a horrible cast. I feel like she, they're really banking on her being a track star. She's a a track star. Being like an Olympian which is great but that doesn't translate to a good housewife. It just doesn't. Accolades don't necessarily equate a good housewife. I just don't care. So you don't care that she spent 40000 but then it was $100,000 for uh, Ross's I honestly could give a shit. Like, again, to base the first episode around a party for a husband? What? <laughs> like, what? Like, like what? Beverly Hills would never. Beverly Hills would never. Matter of fact, can we just skip this and go straight to them? I'm ready to see fucking Ozempic uh, Erica <laughs> Jane. I'm ready to see fucking, like, I just, I'm ready to see that. Um, but yeah, this first episode didn't excite me at all. Mangueta is as active as a fucking orchid. She grows slow and blooms late. I don't need to see her every week at all. Drew, I didn't even miss her. I didn't even notice that she was gone, honestly, until Ralph showed up to the party. And I was like, oh shit, where's Drew? Well, again, we don't want Drew on the show. I mean, no Sade, but I, you know... Yeah, that's, a that's what I'm saying. It's just get rid of for me. I, I just feel like this entire cast, except for Kenya, I keep Marlo. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I love Candy to death, but I feel like there's nothing more to see from her other than the exact same thing we've been seeing for the past five years. I just think Candy's one of the final. I mean, Sheree's an OG, but I mean, let's if you had Sheree or Candy, I want to focus on Candy. Like, so I think they keep Candy around for nostalgia. Yeah, for familiarity. And yeah, and and for that purpose. I now what I don't want to see happen is Candy and Todd divorce from on this show. 
Um, and I do think that she could take a moment to take a back seat or allow to take a back seat and, and allow herself to be involved in her husband's projects as as he's been supportive from what we see on the show of her endeavors. And I think she like the money's not going nowhere. And my question is like, why are you working so fucking hard? You are Candy the Bearish. You have money um, for your grandkids, grandkids, grandkids coming in. Yeah. So, like, what are you working so hard for? Like, at some point, I think Michael Jackson said this to Janet, and Janet said this. She said that he told her, like, you have to smell the roses. Like, you have to just stop and just smell the roses. And all this working that you're doing, if you don't enjoy it and take a moment to look at your accomplishments, you're just going to work yourself to the fucking ground. Yeah. And and it's like you're gonna oversaturate certain things, and that's you know which can lead to another person, Beyonce. How I felt about her in so way because like she's so oversaturated in different things. Like go away so we can miss you, right? Yeah. And I feel like Candy just needs to to really and and I just thought about this. She needs to not to talk about her parenting, but she, her son said, "I want you to help me." She was like while crying. She, while crying, and she referred him, I guess, to the nanny or the help or whoever. But it's like, well, take a moment to really be with your family. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, help because Riley already said, I already told you, like, you don't need no more kids. <laughs> I mean, peace out. Told you yeah. Like, before you had that great of a mom, <laughs> maybe before she even had um, uh, cash. It's yes, like cash. Right? She was like, well, it's Ace and, and Ace Cash. She was like, you don't need no. Who, who baby's cash? Oh, wait, Kim. no. That's Kim. Kim took that babe. Because Kim, that, was, that was, that was Candy's, Candy's name. name. So it's okay. Ace, Ace and Blaze. Oh, God. I think before she even had Blaze, Riley was like, you don't need no more fucking kids. No, I, didn't she say <laughs> that before she had Ace? <laughs> like, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think she said that or it was before Blaze. But either way, your oldest child said, because you, you're not that involved, right? So yeah. all that to say, I think Candy needs to just... Show some support to Todd because you know that little inch high nigga gone. Someone, someone wants his little ass besides her, you know what I'm saying? So, you gotta be careful, you gotta be careful out there in the streets. Uh, but I'm hoping that this season will actually bring. I don't, I don't need any fake drama because I honestly don't think that the women at this point have any real drama anymore. Like, to be honest. Candy is so above shit. And like she's never really even had drama. Like her drama was always with her family and they've moved past it or at least they're we're past seeing it. Candy um Kenya she's got a man now that, you know, actually likes her and doesn't secretly hate her and want to be her. <laughs> uh, Marlo she's got the boys. Like, it, I just feel like everyone in this particular cast, they no longer have real shit happening in their lives. Yeah. So it's like they're putting on and pretending and being extra and for the cameras and for the cameras. And Kenya's bringing up old fucking DMs and that she can't find. But, you know, like, I'm just tired of the it's pretend just, shit. Yeah. Let's see. I just thought about my tag life for this show. And. I'd be like, I can't have no drama with a nigga who's not in my tax bracket. 
And that's why I feel like Candy, like you can't, I'm not about to have drama with you if you're not in my tax bracket. I'm sorry. Like, we're not doing that. So I agree with you with Quick question. Candy nip. A quick question. Does one of Marlo's nephews not have teeth? I think they both have teeth. I've never um. no. The younger <laughs> one, the younger one, I've never seen his teeth. But I think his his daddy is probably an older gentleman because he has an old man's face. But just just friends out there when you watch, just be on teeth watch because Yo. call me crazy, but I've never I've never well, seen Can it. we talk about these are they Alexander McQueen uh earrings that Marlo is wearing that are literally the size of a miniature basketball on her ears. The hoops. They are fabulous, just not the way they're more editorial. They're not meant to be practically worn. Yeah, but I think this with the shoulders, like I think her ears are fucked up right now. Like, it, <laughs> oh I, no, her yeah. ears look like they're in pain. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm feel bad for her earlobes at this. Point. Oh no, yeah, they're not. They're not meant to be worn practically for like long periods of time. Yeah, but you know, um, I was glad we caught up with some of the ladies. We saw Marlo was still a Monty, and her sister is out there. In them streets, this you know the streets called, and she still had to adhere to them. You know, um, I'm glad that she's taking time, and I would prefer she had a actual therapist. I think this word life coach is a bunch of crock bullshit that was never a selection in my catalog when I went to school for college and talked about um, to study to be a life coach. So, but I would prefer that she would have had a true therapist engage with her family to help her mend the relationship with her nephews so yeah but that's great but that was atlanta so you're not excited about the next episode to see how martel responds to kenya about the dms no i don't okay. and like you said you wish the fight would have happened this episode i didn't even need the fight because it's like who care <laughs> who cares it's <laughs> like it like if Martel actually slid in Kenya's DM and was like, "I want to fuck," and she showed us, then be like, "Ooh, there's something there." Right. But she couldn't even find the well, DM. She, I think it, del- it, it, it he deleted, deleted it. Okay, okay. Yeah, he deleted. Okay, uh, so what are we going off of? Because <laughs> there's, exactly. a, fam- there's a, uh, a film crew right here. That exactly. Charade's guy, because he, but if he did truly DM Kenya, I mean, she has the right to, to speak her truth and say what it was. But if she was smart, she would have screenshot the shit. But again, they're not Giselle; they're not trying to self-produce themselves, right? Yeah, because which, which I do appreciate. Which I do screenshot that shit. Which I do appreciate. But this fight is not something that I'm like marking on my calendar. Ooh, I can't wait. Because no, again, not, not it, because again, immediately after that fight happens. They will be back to business as normal. I guess my thing is, like, if a fight has actual, like, no real weight or repercussions behind it, mm-hmm. then I don't need to see it. <laughs> like, uh, like, I, I, like, if it's not going to have ripple effects throughout the entire season, what, what's the point? So, what, what did you think about this new housewife that Sheree's friend or friend of that trying to bring in, um, who apparently knows of writer friend of Candy's who says she was a friend of Candy's or wasn't and she confronts Candy at the party so what do you think about that story? about Candy wanting to hit but that bitch 
again, got too much money that she she's not that stupid. I don't again. <laughs> I don't care about that either because I do not. I actually don't even know that you can't even Google this woman. At least Martell, you can Google and get some information <laughs> about. But this she's woman, Googleable. She like, it's like you're devoting so much time and energy to people that we are absolutely not invested in. Yeah. Therefore, there is no reward in seeing them fight. Like. When Candy was about to fuck up Cynthia's sister at the lingerie, we cared. <laughs> we cared. Because we know Cynthia's sister. And we knew yeah. that Todd was going to you know, get into it with Peter. Like, that had actual weight, weight to it. Because yeah. we were invested and we knew the character. Years. That was some really Those were years. the golden years. Yeah. That is what I want to get back to. Because when they had that fight, you knew it was for reasons. Like this fight here, I was like, "All right, all right. Well, if you're gonna have butter, do it. If you're not, let's just next scene." Right at the the rolling twenties party. So. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. Well, that's Atlanta, friends. The girls are back. The shenanigans have started, so we'll see what they do next week. We will tell you guys all about it. So be waiting on bated breath, okay? So now we're going to go up the coast and go to our girls in Jersey. And Jersey, you know, it's almost the same situation uh, we got the week we talk about the basically Teresa versus Melissa. And at this point, I just want the reunion to happen <laughs> because I'm over the wedding shenanigans. I'm over Teresa and fucking Louie. I think that Teresa and her brother just need a timeout. Maybe don't talk for a year. Maybe miss each other. Don't have the kids talk to each other. Like because I, it's just it's just so toxic now. And when Louis went on his fucking rant about Teresa's brother and called him a snake and all type of horrible shit, I was disgusted by that. I felt that Louis was showing his true fucking self, and he mentioned you know. He asked her the question, if I wasn't in a snake pen, would you pull me out? And he's like, I'm pulling you out. And I just felt that you fucking insecure little of a man who you are. Like, I just don't, I don't think he's genuine at all. And I think he's putting on for this, the camera. So, but let's rewind a little bit. Jen Kessler and her mother. Jen Kessler, yes. And her mother's twin. Can we talk about how adorable they are and how cute they are? Very adorable. A little creepy that they have the exact same hair, makeup. We're the twins. They're identical twins. No, I mean, yes, they're identical twins, but they weren't born wearing the same outfits, is what I'm saying. It is, or wearing the same makeup. Like, that's something that you choose. That's something, that's not something that you. Let me have had a uh, Bruce and uh, Brian, or Bruce and Bradley, or Bruce and, or Bruce and Brad, or Butler. Like, Bruce n- and Butler. Yeah, I don't know. So, you guys are wearing the same oh clothes? God, I you guys are double mixed so twinning? fucking bad. Oh, my God. I think that's the best thing. I think See, it's I think so it's, cute. And I think it's adorable. Yes, I, I think it's adorable when you're in the adorable years. But like to refer to like a forty year old man as adorable, I would not like to dress like when you're like eight and below, eight years old and below. I think is absolutely fucking precious. But to be like going to college, dress wearing the same fucking same shirts same and pants shit. and shoes. We about to, yeah, I think we that's about a little to be weird. Fitted. 
I would have loved to have a fucking twin. Identical twin. Oh my god. Would have fucking loved it. But yes, they were so cute, and they were in the, they're in their eighties. Yes, they were very cute, lively, funny. Yes, they were. Um, it, it made me like Jane Kester a little more, to be honest with you. Oh, you know, I've always loved her since day one. I think she's the perfect friend of. Don't give her no uh, black dress. Do not give her a black dress. Don't give her a black dress. Just keep her as a friend of. She yeah. comes in, she says something funny, and she fucking scrams. And now she's had some work done on her body, so now she'll probably be a little more feisty and thanks, Ozempic. have some more. Um, <laughs> one-liners to give to the people i can't wait to see hopefully she makes the cut for the reunion and doesn't get edited out like right, the bitch like, last season who oh, oh it was tiki barber's tiki wife. barber's wife she who she, shall not she be put named a lot of effort into that she shit. tried so fucking hard <laughs> she put oh, a lot of effort bless her heart and you did not make it just to girl. be fucking cut uh so a breath of fresh air this entire episode was the sit down of Dolores, Frank, and their entire uh, family. Well, excuse me. Frank Cantania is his name. Jesus. You don't give him respect. I don't have a heart on for him, so <laughs> his name is Frank to me. Um, their entire family, including their new spouses, uh, Polly and Frank's girlfriend, the dumb blonde. She's not a dumb blonde. She asked him, what, when did he learn English? That's a real Jersey question. That's a that's a significant Jersey fucking question. So Polly is from Ireland, and Frank's girlfriend proceeded to ask, "So when did you learn English?" And everyone looked at her like, "Well, in Ireland they speak English." <laughs> um, and she was like, "What?" Uh, but yeah, I think I love I love this. I love this for Dolores. I like if they don't have next season be. Dolores's engagement slash wedding season, I'm gonna go crazy. But I don't want her to marry Polly. Why? He is rich. <laughs> he he has good taste. No, he's uh, he nice to her. He looks weird. He's it's Dolores. Like she needs a man's man. He is not a man's man to me. Like she needs a man. And I just don't get that from him. I mean, she's clearly the girl's in love with him. He's more of a, I guess, quote unquote, man than her doctor ex, who literally was like a shriveled, <laughs> little like, like a, a whisper of a man. But he had real money. Like, if, if we're gonna talk about him, like he had, like he had real money. But which I don't know what Paulie does. I'm His saying, house looks like he got some real fucking money. Yeah, not a subdivision, but like the doctor, he had real fucking money. So, but I just think that. I don't know. I think Dolores, whoever she's with, she's happy. That's great. But um, you know, I a wedding special. Okay, you know, let's see what happens. Well, I, I wouldn't say a special child. This is Dolores. <laughs> this, is we're talking, this is Dolores we're talking about. I'm talking maybe like a, a Eva Marcel tied into the season. Maybe like episode ten. They still have some Extended episodes after. Bit. Yeah, I'm not talking about season finale wedding, but you know, like a mid season yeah. jolt of adrenaline wedding. But it, it, like you said, it was nice to see their family, and then the fact that you know Frank Cantania accepts that his family is expanding. And him and Pauly has some now fair ground and understanding. So, I think it was great. It was a definitely a nice episode. Again, like you said, fresh air to see beyond the drama of Teresa versus Joe. Yes, that's that's what we need the most of. Um, are you ready to... Cause yeah, are we are we so we know what Jersey? Cause I mean, that's I'm done with Jersey. <laughs> I can't talk about 
Teresa well, next and week Louis. is, I believe, the season finale. Thank God. So we we get that resolved. We finally we will finally see who all attended the wedding and who did not. Um. Yeah, and let's just get to the fucking reunion. I'm ready. Yeah. So, Jersey, that's all we have for you. Now to switch over to an entire different network. Let's go with. You guys guessed it. Your most boring show on television right now. Married at First Sight, America. But we have made some progress. So there has been some. A little oomph has happened in this, this episode of Married at First Sight. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so go ahead with your oomph. It was the last 10 minutes. But either way. So we find out that. Again, all the couples are talking about decision day and they're talking amongst each other. They go on these different little day dates and we see Shaquille and Kristen try to write a song. We, I thought Kristen was attempting to sing, so I thought she could hold a note, but we find out that's not true. Um, the songwriter was fun. That was fun. I would want to do something like that. Mm-hmm. She, I love the songwriter. She, so she sat down with a couple and she asked them questions about... What is going on in your relationship? Like, and just give me some highlights and maybe some struggles or some high moments. And as they were talking, she was typing, and then she just made the lyrics from them and had a hook. And it was, it was, it was a cute bop for them. But I would love to do something like that. No, me too. I would love. I'm saying it's very cute. It is a very cute idea. Yeah. So we have that happen. We also catch up with another couple i want to say it is oh my god uh blake no clint why well, say blake i have no idea who blake is maybe like he looks like a blake to me sometimes gina but clint and gina and clint is thrown off from gina's commentary that she gave to the experts about basically um calling him a secondhand embarrassment saying that he was kind of bizarre his behaviors and I think this really solidified and put the final nail in the coffin for their marriage is going to be a divorce. And he's looking at her as a friend. I think he had a little hope, a slight bit of hope. But when he, once she started to, to attack his character, he felt it was a character assassination that it was over. So what did you see that perspective with Gina and Clint? See, I disagree with you. I don't think that that was the final nail. I think, and I don't think that, I, I, I feel he's kind of, he made up his mind long before this this point to try and just be friends with her. Um, but I feel like her comment to the experts moved it from, okay, we can be friends to, Okay, I never have to talk to you or see you ever again. Okay, I think it. I think it upped that notch. It upped the ante for him in that regard, mm-hmm. because between the two of them, like the writing's been on the wall since like episode three. Since and yeah, and I think that he just being the nice, go with the flow, good vibes only type of guy that he is, he still tried to give this a chance just so they could be the best of friends that they could be after this. Like, I don't think that he's wanted her romantically at all uh, since, like you said, Jamaica. But seeing her, you know, kind of switch it up in front of 
the experts and throw him under the bus and say things about him that she's never even shared with him. I think he's now just like, okay, cool. So we're never, we don't even have to be friends after this. And to me, that solidified it when they had their talk on that ranch after they went horse riding and he brought it up. And of course she was very flippant about it and sorry if I made you feel that way. And he was like, okay, glad we got this out. Like it, like it was such a non fucking issue and her, uh, reasoning behind it was such a non-issue he you can tell he's checked out of her as a person not even as a friend anymore but just as a person he does not need her in his life at all after this because he didn't even give any pushback or actually no you like he didn't even make her own up to anything or be accountable for anything he just put his emotions out there because i feel like he needed to get it off of his chest and whatever she said was gonna be whatever and he was like, well, good talk. We can go now. Yeah, I, I find it interesting that she mentioned Jamaica. And I mentioned this to you as we were watching the show. I'm like, it's so funny. She felt the way about him talking his truth and speaking his truth about the type of woman he dates. And whether or not it was in the form of other people, he was just making a comment about the type of woman he likes. So for this broad to then, in turn... Make an, an, an unwarranted comment about his personality and character and, and pretty much call him a drunk and call him an embarrassment. Like, that was so uncool. And I'm like, so you're the pot calling the kettle black. So when it happened to you, you were up in arms, you want to fucking leave, but you then blindside this man and, and say some shit to him that he's never heard from you ever before and you said it in front of the fucking experts. Like, you are a hypocrite. I'm sorry. In my opinion, that's how I saw that situation happen. Yes, and and to me, a hypocrite, a hypocrite, a hypocrite, a hypocrite, a hypocrite. Uh, it's late, and I'm getting tired. A hypocrite is worse than a liar, in my personal opinion. Because at least with a liar, you know, you can take whatever they say with a grain of salt. Right. But the hypocrite, they just feel like they're better than you. Therefore, they can do things that they don't want you doing. Right. And that it just gets under my skin. And and the fact that he didn't even let it get under his skin just shows me how he's checked so out. Yeah, he's yeah, so he's like so removed. All right, great. So when's decision day? <laughs> so <laughs> we can tomorrow. Got so it. we can move on with our fucking lives. Yeah. So then we have, you know, everyone's favorite couple that they're trying to make some drama come out of, but we know they're going to say yes. Nicole and Chris. And listen, you know, their hangup is just her or her hangup brother is after decision day, moving together, finding a place. And he's now like, well, let's just wait till we make a decision to do that. At this point, this is splitting hairs. This is semantics. That's all it is. And yeah. I get it for television. You have to have conflict. You guys signed up for a show. So you have to show that you're having some marital strife. But it's so contrived for me looking at this. It's like, yeah. stop, let's stop playing. You're, let's you just know stop. you're not going to not say no. Like, you guys have been on the trajectory of being the best ideal couple. So why would you say no? Like, we don't need to do the pause for five seconds to see will they, won't they. We know they will. So that's them. But their date was cute. You know, the creme brulee was... I'm not a big fan of creme brulee. I'm not either. It's like bougie pudding. Yeah. So. And then there's Eris and Jasmine. 
I have nothing to say. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, they talked say. with the experts. They 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 were there with them. You know, uh, Pastor Kyle was very encouraging. He saw that they were close, and and Eris' hand was on Jasmine's thigh, next to her hoo ha. So he was like, "Oh, this is progress." And you know, Pastor Kyle, you know, he can he'll support an ant trying to move a piece of cake. You know what I'm saying? He's just that type of energy. <laughs> like he's just that type of guy. But we can't. I don't. I don't fancy that. So. Later on in the episode, the girls have a girls' night out to talk about everything, the decision-making, and do support. And the guys have a guys' night. So the guys go to a bar, I believe, right? No. Where the fuck the guys go? They, went they were just all at home. Well, they went some fucking where. They went to somebody's room or rec room <laughs> in the apartment. No, they went to dinner. Oh, they went out no. to dinner. Yeah, I know they went somewhere. And they're talking about, you know, their shit, you know, um... What they may say, what they may not. And so as the girls were having a girls' night, you know, they're at the club. The music is flowing. The drinks are going. And, you know, it's a vibe. Yeah. And then here come the niggas. And when I say niggas, I mean that in all forms of what you are thinking. About five to seven black men start (laughs) moseying over to these group of women Handsome black man. Very handsome black man. Um, as they are, you know, in their girl groove on dancing on the stage or whatever. These niggas come up, you know, led by the light skinned captain. Um, and it was all over at that point. Uh, the ladies were taken back. They were like, "Wait, what's kind of happening right now?" I think production were like, "Listen." Of I course. think production was like, listen, go talk to them. Because the guys had mic packs on. Like, you have a mic pack. Why do you have them? And it was one, two, three, four, six, six guys. And they start flirting with the woman. You know, talking about they did a toast to marriage. And they start asking the girls, like, you know, what's going on with you? And some of the girls pushed back. Didn't say too much of shit. Uh, Kirsten, um, I believe she was a little wet, wet when the guy, you know, was kind of flirting with her. But she gave him, she paid him the most dust. She was like, I mean, but she did, but she didn't. So she, what she did was a little cute toy. She was like, oh, you're a playboy. And he was like, well, I gotta be a playboy. Like, I just focus on one person. She was like, oh, really one person? Like, she was flirting with that man. That was flirting. But she was the only one that actually brought up her husband. She was like, I'm well, just thinking about uh, going home with my husband. Um... Oh, Nicole. Saying. Nicole did too. Oh, well, yeah, Nicole doesn't count because she actually wants to be with her husband. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gina, she ain't said a word about a bird. Not. Um, and <laughs> Jasmine, she actually got the most action. Jasmine had a nigga push up on her ass. That nigga During her confessional, up. like literally, uh, she's talking OTF. in front of yes. the camera. And he just rolls up. He was like, I got the what outside? He pulled out his... A 7 Series uh, his, Beamer. His key, his, call, key. his key fob. His car fob out of his pocket. She was like, oh. <laughs> now, now, that was definitely funny. She, I think she slid her the number. But prior to that, we see Nicole talking to the gentleman. And these men are asking her, like, so... Who were... So he asked her, so you were the parents in their relationship. And she's like, no, like, he's... You know, he's a good guy, but, you know, like, I'm an alpha woman, so they're like, so you have a beta man. Mm. Oh, yeah. So then these niggas start to clown, like, so he's a boy. She's like, no. He's like, but he's so, like, so he's a beta. It's like, so it's okay, so he's a beta man. Like, so, and she was like, well, th- no, two betas can make a, you know, alpha or whatever. So they were low-key kind of clowning him. I, I'm very curious to know what his reaction is going to be watching his back. Probably nothing, because the niggas don't know him. 
Like he just but seems just like the fact that just the fact care. that his wife is like I'm the alpha and my man. Again, we're talking about Gina. No, I'm talking about Nicole. No, that conversation. That was with Nicole. That conversation was with Gina. That conversation Nicole. was with Nicole. They asked Nicole about her man, and she said, uh-uh, "Rewind it." They're saying she asked. They asked Nicole about her man, and they're telling Nicole, and she's like, "He's a he's a." They're like, "He's a beta." She's like, "No, he's." She said, "I'm alpha." He was like, "He's a beta." They're, they're I talking. Thought that, to, I thought I, that was with Gina. No, it was, yeah, I was, was checked Nicole. out at this point. I was like, "There's what? You're what wrong. It was Nicole." They talked to Nicole, and so knowing that. This has transpired. I just think that it's going to be a problem because she's like he's very agreeable and he, you know, asserts me a lot. And she was like, so he's a and the guys asked, he's a grown man, but he's a beta. And Kristen is there trying to give support, but Nicole just puts her foot in the mouth, and the guys are clowning and laughing about the shit. So I think he may have an issue. Oh yeah, he'll definitely this. have an issue. He'll definitely have an issue. With so. But it's interesting. But yeah, Jasmine did get hit on, and you know we both were in support of Jasmine sliding her number to the old boy because that's the most attention she has gotten in the past eight all weeks. season. Because <laughs> this nigga, he rolled up like you see the we we the, their camera pulls back and we actually see the OTF setup with the lighting and everything. And she's like, "What is happening right now?" Yeah. So. That's Married at First Sight America. That was the most excitement that we had all season on this fucking show, in my opinion. And still nothing came from it. Because she still ended up going back home with Eris. And he looked sleepy. But yeah. Which was very telling because they they go home and the guys ask, certain guys ask how it was the night. And they, and they kind of talk about what happened. But, you know, no one really tells a full story about that situation. But um, next week is, you guys guessed it, Decision Day. Hopefully. You think they're gonna keep us a bonus uh, episode? They're gonna um, make it a four-hour episode. So we'll see what happens, you guys. But now we're about to go over the pond into the greatest show ever, Married at First Sight UK. Yes, Married at First Sight UK. This week we have a fabulous dinner party. All of the couples are still at the retreat. Uh, in the first hour of the episode. And they come together after answering spicy questions. And they actually get to discuss the questions uh, and how each person answered. Which was very spicy, very interesting. Um some of the couples that had lingering issues uh, going up into the uh, dinner party, which was uh, Gemma and Matt, the couple with the tattoos that on the surface look amazing with each other, but have been having a tumultuous time since the actual wedding day. It kind of lingered into the dinner. Now, at the dinner, we have Whitney and Matt, people in two separate marriages, uh, sitting across from each other, giving each other googly eyes, stealing glances, and unbeknownst to us, the viewer, majority of everyone at the table kind of know what's going on, except 
for Gemma, Matt's wife. And what kind of brought everything to a head was, of course, the uh, Thomas and April beef. Somehow that gets brought back up. Um, Thomas, he throws a fit and, of course, retreats the way he typically does. But he ends up exchanging words with not only April, but also exchanging words with uh, Duca. So Duca is getting upset and starts uh, um, yelling at Thomas as he's walking away, smoking a cigarette and fucking sitting on a bench. And interestingly enough, to calm Duca down, we have Matt. <coughs> Excuse me. We have Matt come up behind him and like rubbing his shoulders and telling him to calm down, mate. And in that instance, Kwame says how interesting or something along those lines um, that the man who's consoling him is the man that is trying to take his wife. Now he doesn't say it low or quiet or whisper it. He says it loud as hell, and not only does he says it, does he say it once, he repeats himself. Because someone said, "Wait, what?" Someone said, "Like, wait, hello, what happened?" And Kwame says, "I said," <laughs> and basically everyone at the table hears him leaving Gemma, staring into the distance. Literally, you can see the hamster wheel in her head turn. Yes. And everyone's just kind of like face crack. It was, you know what it was? It reminded me of the same picture of people from Why Did I Get Married? When when um, Richard C. J- uh, Jones' character was like, we want to tell secrets, let's do it. And Angela was like, you know what? She can't go with this man because she's sleeping with your man, Sheila. And Jill was like, wait, what? Like, And that whole, and when he started telling everyone secrets, that's how that scene looked at the motherfucking dinner table. And that shit was gag-worthy. Now, were you gagged by that? Because I, I was... Kwame, he showed up to clock in for work that day. I was gagged that he put it all out there in that in that manner. And interestingly enough, no one was, like, angry or mad at him. Like, actually, he said that. He threw that grenade and just, like, calmly walked away. Yeah. And I, I appreciate him doing it because, again, I think the entire cast kind of knew. They knew there was whispers and... Poor Duca is sitting there, and then Woody starts to tear up, which I don't understand why you're tearing up. Like you, low key stole, like you're still married to your husband, but you low key took someone else's man, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it could be semantics, right? You know, Whitney is claiming that the situation was dead. You know, she was like, "I found this and this new boy." You know, me and Matt. Well, then Matt takes Gemma to the side and tries to talk to her, and Gemma just becomes pretty much irate and basically tells Matt like no you're going to listen to me I have questions and Matt is just like you know what I don't have to take this shit and had the nerve to be upset with her (laughs) had the nerve to be like who are you talking to it's like you you cheater (laughs) you you bad person you Um, and I think go ahead no 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 you you go I think the thing was because Gemma is like listen he he was giving me false hope. But I, she still believed that there was kind of a chance to work out 
their situation. But then Matt and Wendy are saying, well, you refer to him as your ex-husband. So really, like, if you're calling him your ex-husband, how much do you think you're going to work shit out with each other, you know? So we come to find the two cunning uh, women, April and Whitney, <laughs> come back to the table after Whitney has gone and trying to gather herself in the restroom. Um, but Gemma confronts Whitney, but Whitney doesn't want to have a conversation. And then Gemma's like, I just don't want to be here no more, you know? So I think this was the most salacious thing that has happened thus far with this season. Absolutely. And I believe the difference, because we've had this plot line happen in Married at First Start Australia, but we talked about the difference is with that, with that plot twist. We, John Q. Public, knew about the cheating and the, and the kind of meeting up secretly, but the cast didn't know about it. But we also think production kind of pushed that narrative with us with Australia. Mm-hmm. I think with this, this was genuine. I think the production was like, oh, we see something, but let's just kind of guide them along, but we'll let it unfold on its own. And yeah. I think that's how it played out. Yeah, this is definitely everyone's emotionally charged, especially Gemma. And I just feel like this is so real and authentic and everything that I've been wanting from the Real Housewives of Atlanta and New Jersey for <laughs> years. So it's just so exciting and riveting to see how everyone's reacting to this bombshell. And Gemma excuses herself and uh, Thomas uh, and his husband they go over to console her, talk with her, calm her down, um, as well as Duca, which well, one, go ahead. which leaves question, which leaves Matt um, at the table, kind of answering for his sins to everyone else. So it's just so exciting to see everyone's demand answers and give their reactions and kind of interact with this, you know, bomb that has exploded. But what my question to you is, why do you think they're so upset about this happening? Honestly, because if... Honestly, I think that they are in this situation for better or for worse. They're taking it seriously. And I think that they would like... For... They would like for everyone to be as miserable as they are, honestly. It's like if someone can easily leave their situation and find happiness in another situation. It's like, well, shit, if I can't do that, you can't do it either. And I think they want, yeah, I think they just want everyone to be on the same equal playing field and treat it as, treat this process as serious, quote unquote, as they are. So out of their experiment. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay, I can see that. I can definitely see because I, I I saw how they were triggered by it, and then we and, I mean, and, and plus, I think that Jim is just a really sweet, nice person, and they <clears> could <throat> just be angry on her behalf because they see how much she clearly fucking likes Matt, and she seems like the person. She seems like the type that would be extremely vocal about that, yes. and has probably told several people how head over heels, how sexy, how wet he makes her, and then to find out, oh, okay, he wants nothing to do with her. As a friend, I would You're be, I would be, way. I would feel a certain way about yeah. it. And so we come to find out that 
Listen, after they, they said, listen, okay, the bomb has gone off. Everyone knows now. Matt and Whitney went to the bedroom and started fucking, as they should. And so we come fast forward to the couples meeting with the experts. And so basically all the couples said they were going to stay. They, you know, they only April and George had a little hiccup in their situation. But all the other couples, you know, everything was going well. But the final two couples that were left for the experts to talk about was Whitney and Duca and Matt and Gemma. So they, the experts talked to all four of them at the, at the same time. And I just bit my tongue. That shit hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, sorry. That's huh? Real life. All right. So they talked to them at the same time, and they basically wanted to know what, how did this happen? You know. And Whitney's explanation was, "I tried with Duca. You guys know what's going nowhere. I was done. Matt came in. I saw him. He gave me butterflies. Matt was like." After the fucking wedding, Gemma just wasn't my bag. I wasn't getting what I wanted from her. I saw Whitney. We exchanged glances. We have a lot of trauma. Very similar, different things. He was like, I wouldn't. She's the last person I expected to be attracted to. I think she's a black girl. Just my personal opinion. And he hit, they hit it off. They are actually a fucking hot, sexy fucking couple. They're like, beautiful. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see them fuck. Like they're that. They're that fucking hot. Um. So the experts basically try to let them know this is a unique situation. I think the the other cast members were upset because they're like, "Listen, you guys could have waited until you both left the experiment, said you want to leave before you slept together." So once the cast find out they did sleep together. That has a whole different dynamic to it, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, you didn't honor this show, you know? Yeah, so, the experiment. Right, the experiment. So I think now the experts have to decide, because of this, will they allow them to continue on? And Gemma doesn't feel they need to. Gemma feels like, listen, I lost in love. They should try. If it's real, let them try it out in the real world. So we have to see what happens next week with the experts. If they will allow them to continue on in the experiment. I hope that they do personally because we saw this before with Australia and it kind of worked out for them. But I do feel like they would have a um, an uphill battle to to win over the people. Absolutely. But Whitney would be fine because she has April as her, as her support. Yes. Yeah, she won't be completely isolated. Right. So the other couple just may throw shade and, and not be as engaging, but you never know. That would be great to watch. Yeah. So... I think they should continue on. What about you? I would like to see them continue on. Definitely. I feel like without them, that would be the spice of the season would go. So, I mean, I feel like production needs to step in and be like, yeah, experts, here's what's going to fucking happen. Uh, But yes, we will see next week how that how that comes to play because we are left with a cliffhanger of the experts saying we need some time to discuss and talk about your place in this experiment absolutely so that is married at first sight uk you guys now if you guys have been watching bad boys of houston the fights that have that have happened jonathan and chef the chef is it is ramsey no his name just chef whatever the name big big uh butch queen bitch 
they have both jumped Anthony, which is the Hispanic guy in the season, season one. He's a, oh, he's a vet. And Anthony France pulled up to the production, to the um, the mansion in Houston, ready to fight motherfuckers. And the whole cast was in arms about it. They were an uproar, and they wanted to fight Anthony France. And one of the dudes, uh, I think Corey somebody, or the, the light-skinned rapper cat, um, he sneak snuck some one of Anthony friends, and there was a lot of fighting that happened. Again, this show is very ratchet. It's a lot of fighting that, that happens <laughs> thus far. The only thing that happens is fighting. <laughs> That's why I have nothing to say. Like, because after a while, all you're saying is the same thing over and over again. So there was a fight. <laughs> like, that's right, all well, he well, can. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm leading up to this to say this that as a result of that, I think the production at Zeus was like, listen, Anthony, you're a liable person. He and he's like, I don't know how my friends. They must have followed me, although they were driving his car. So I don't know how they followed you. But then also, season one, Jonathan did some bullshit, and he got he pulled up with some fucking boys to jump Milan's friend. So like the hypocrisy of all this is is killing me because the house felt disrespected. They're like, you know, these niggas. They were like, Anthony has compromised our location, our safety, and if it wasn't for the security here. You know, we don't know what would have happened because Rail was talking. Rail was like, listen, these are Anthony friends. He was like, they bought that life. Now, I don't know what about that life means. I don't know if they got the burners. I don't know what it is, but there was a bunch of gay boys. And the niggas were about it. They were about it. And Anthony was like, listen, I think it's best for me to leave with them. And so now Anthony is no longer a part of the show. He has exited the show. I think it's best for all parties that he is gone. So hopefully... We will see maybe some new stuff happen with these gentlemen. They went to Area 59 in Atlanta, or I'm sorry, Houston, with some strippers. Raz B got on stage, grabbed a microphone. I don't know why he did that. Um, it's just interesting to, to see the shenanigans with these men. But I hope that this show is based around reform. Or some some type of element of brotherhood because just being a bad boy, like, you bad because you want to fight niggas. Like you fighting each other. Like what what are we achieving here? Like what is the end game for me? So well, that was the whole first season, <laughs> right? But at some point they did start again. Like I said, uh, carry on talked about his trauma with his dad. Like I need you to start talking about some real shit once we get past all the antics like i need you i need them to at least open up to talk about some real trauma and to really get some healing for themselves but that's bad boys of houston so next week we'll see what will happen you guys there is a new show we want to bring it into the pod talk about it it is called it's on the bravo and it's summer house at the vineyard martha vineyard martha's vineyard and it's a black cast of Wanna be bougie folks. <laughs> um, there's some divine nines up in the mix as well. And they are staying at Martha's Ring in the summer house. And it's about twelve to four is it thirteen people or twelve people? Once they get like thirteen people, I wanna say. But there's friendships 13. and thirteen people. And there's all there's a connection. Niggas. You said what? I said too many niggas. Like thirteen <laughs> people is a lot. That's a lot of people that you're asking me to keep track of. Yeah, but it's there. It, it's a summer house, but they're only there for 15 days. 
And so we'll see their dynamics and see what plays out, who has a crush on who. But it's on Bravo Sunday nights. It comes on after Housewives. So if you guys are interested, please watch because we will talk about it on the pod. Um, so, husband, who is your bestie of the week? Um, my bestie of the week is going to go to Gemma because my heart breaks for her. Stay strong, girl. Who's your bestie of the week? Stay strong, Gemma. Wow. Um, my bestie of the week is going to go to my girl, Monica and Fantasia. Because I feel like I'm going to pull up Fantasia house to get the dinner plate. And then Monica got the desserts. So it's just like Thanksgiving, like from the cooking as the question you had. So those are my besties of the week. And friends, that concludes another wonderful episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. We want to thank you guys for allowing us to entertain you for about an hour or 45 minutes. Sometimes two hours. But hey, what else you got to fucking do? Nothing, right? Just playing. So we thank you so much. We want to say thank you for allowing us into your homes, into your podcasts, into your cars. And you have given us an hour, 45 minutes. You have another 22 with yourself. Be kind. Be great to each other. Also, please follow us on IG at Oh, That's My Gay Friend. And any questions, comments, concerns, you, you can email us at Oh, That's My Gay Friend at gmail.com. Okay? So, friends, until next time. Bye, bye friends. friends. Today's episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend is brought to you by the letter A. Hey, listen. Did y'all really think we were going to teach you guys something? <laughs> this podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband. Tune in next Friday for an all-new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at Oh, That's My Gay Friend or email us your questions at Oh, That's My Gay Friend at gmail.com. Until then, see you next time, friends. <laughs>